Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans, welcome back to the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alfred, sitting down as usual with co-host, Mr. Keith Myers. We are live here on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube as well after the Seahawks won against the Detroit Lions 48-45 to in a highly entertaining, offensive-minded game. If you were watching this game for the defense, Keith, you weren't going to find it in this game. It was, it was no, kind of a there was not finish, a lot. Really, there was not a lot of um, defense in this one. In fact, the, one of the announcers made a comment that it, this was like a Big Twelve um, college game, and it really was. Like nobody could get a stop. It felt like um, it was just whoever was going to have the ball last would win, and it turned out Seattle was the team with the ball last, yeah, so they won. Yeah. It really so, did seem like that. It was crazy. I, I felt like even uh, when the game was uh, 10 to 10 with a couple, four or five minutes to go, uh, the game was still not out of reach for the Detroit Lions to, to come back. They did end up scoring their, uh, the, the final touchdown, uh, and then Seattle held on. But it felt like we were just one punt away or one mistake away from them getting the ball back and our defense not being able to do anything to, to, to stop them and having this them take away this game that it seemed like we were in almost complete control throughout the entire duration, but it was close. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we pulled ahead 14 points at one time, 10 points, three points. It never quite seemed enough. And you were right. It, it seemed like it was going to come down to who possessed the ball at the end there. And uh, Penny came through on a, a third down conversion uh, with the, with the game winding down and uh, ran out the clock. And that was the end of it. Penny came through with two late touchdowns running the ball also yeah, to keep yeah. Seattle from letting this one slip away. Yeah, two um, plus 40 yarders to, to yeah. put this thing away. He, he finished with uh, over, I think it was about 150 yards rushing and two touchdowns in this game. Geno Smith was 23 of 30 for 320 yards and two touchdowns also had over 50 yards rushing and another touchdown uh Geno Smith player of the game I thought he's just in complete command from start to finish 10 over 10 yards per attempt these weren't dump offs and and wide receiver screens or anything they he was looking downfield and he was making connections there was a couple of um there, he left a couple. He left points on the board on a couple of drives where he could have hit Lockett, and it, even in the end, it didn't matter because it was like, yeah, he missed a wide open Lockett, but then he came back on the next series and you know got him the first down anyway. He played that probably the best game of Jim Smith's career. Best best game of his career, I agree. And you know we saw him, Keith, uh, and we have talked about this on the show uh, a couple different times that Geno Smith started games really pretty well. Uh, this year so far, especially mm-hmm. in two of those uh, three games. Uh, the first halves were great. And then the second half, the team got conservative. We didn't have the ball very much. Last game, we had opportunities on only three uh, drives in the second half. And in this game, uh, 
he just took advantage and continued to play well into the second half. And that was the difference because Detroit was scoring as well. Our defense was just not showing up. I think we played pretty decent in the first half, limited Detroit's opportunities. We took advantage of everything. We didn't punt the ball. And um, and we had uh, Jared Goff had the, the pick by Tariq Woolen, which was fantastic because Tariq mm-hmm. stepped in front of that ball, uh, showed off his speed, uh, pick six. That was fantastic. That ended up, I think, being the difference in this game. That one opportunity that went against Detroit and in favor of Seattle. Uh, it was just, I just was totally entertained by this game. It was kind of crazy that I was nervous. I'm, I'm sitting here nervous for two, one and two teams. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, and we end up pulling this thing out. Oh, it was an entertaining game. Forget the record to the team. You get, um, you know, a three point game with both teams scoring in the forties. It's, it was entertaining. Um, but you're right. There was not good defense going on here. They, the pick six, um, ended up mattering. And then when Penny got, um, you know, the CX had that, um, that they were uh, fourth down, but then the refs came in and said, no, we stopped the clock before the play, even though I don't think any players realized they'd stopped the clock. Um, and then so the CX got another shot at it and scored on the next play. And then, yeah. um, so it took that and a pick six and um you know making sure they recovered it on the onside kick to win this game that's how bad the defense played i mean the offense didn't punt but the defense like that's how many points the cx gave up defensively they just didn't 45 points we gave up 45 points in this game it's it's kind of crazy we just literally had to win a shootout Mm -hmm. against the detroit lions (laughs) to win this game it was crazy keith because we we scored 24 points in each half. I mean, that's how consistent this thing was. Yeah. And it really came down to, I mean, we ran the ball. If you combined Geno Smith, and some of those were not designed runs, he just kind of took off. If you combine those things with um, Ken Walker, I thought had some effective runs in there. Deeskridge, mm-hmm. I think, had a fly sweep at one point that was uh, went for 11 yards. That was a, a good time to, to run that. And then Geno Smith had over 50 yards, including a touchdown. If you add all those things combined, we we ran for close to 250 yards in this game. I don't have the stats in front of me. I'll, I'll bring those up in a second. And Gino threw for 320. We had over 500, so almost 600 yards of offense in this game, Keith, and yeah, over 1,000 yards total for both teams. Yeah, Highest scoring I mean, game in the NFL this year. And, that, and we knew that uh, Detroit's offense was bad. I'm sorry, sorry, we knew their defense was bad. And we knew Seattle's defense was bad. Um, what we didn't expect was for um, Seattle's offense to actually continue to move the ball in the second half because they have yet to do that in any game this year. Um, I mean, they came into this game with three second half points through three games. Um, and it, they were deep into the third quarter before you know things broke right for them to get into the end zone and kind of break out of that second half slump. Um, hopefully they're out of it for good now. Um, so, but I mean, it was, we had concerns and then you look at, um, you know, Detroit was missing their best running back. They were missing two of their top three receivers and they lost another one. I mean, at the end, the whole entire second half, they had three receivers that were active. One of which had just been called up from the practice squad. Now a word from our new sponsor, Raycon. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of the Foo Fighters and it's been great. 
One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge, trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. Raycons price just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. When I'm using my Raycons, I have three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, and noise isolation. Whether I'm in the studio or listening to my favorite band, my Raycons are great. Go to buyraycon.com slash TPPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TPPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash TPPN. I got to hand it to them. Detroit, their offense, I, I, they played well. Jared Goff they, played, played well. You know, we didn't have a tremendous amount of pressure on him. We had nope. some, some early pressure, I thought, in the game. Enough to affect him a little bit, um, but never really got the sacks, um, never got really uh, tackles behind the line of scrimmage. There were there were a couple. I thought Boye and Mafe had a, had a good game, mm -hmm. and he had some some key stops there a couple of different times for conversions uh, that they didn't end up having. Uh, but we had over 550 yards total offense, Keith. We had 235 yeah. yards rushing in this game and 320 yards passing <laughs> can you remember keith can you remember an offensive performance like this where we put up this many points and this many yards against any team yes i can um against the buffalo bills in 2012 near the end of the season when the seahawks hung a 50 burger on them yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we and yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. literally could do anything they wanted in the back. That was a, that was a big run, like three games in a row, too. Yeah, be before like the that. end of the before the end of the third quarter, the CX were seven out starters. Um, so yes, I can remember them doing that. But um, yeah, this was this was a this was a great performance by Seattle's um, offense. I mean, you can't really take anything away from them. They so they, when what they had you, to do over and over again. When do you? When do you stop, Keith, and 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 say that that Geno Smith is actually good? He's a good he's a good quarterback. He's a good system quarterback. He's like he's looking really good in this offense. I'll when he takes the team on his back and goes and wins a game. I thought he did that tonight. I mean, we we were ahead. But he put his uh, put the team on their back for that drive that they no, had to finish out. They Rashad, had to make sure Rashad that Detroit did, did not get the ball back. Yeah, Rashad that's true, Penny but, carried this team in the second but, half. But not Geno, Geno Smith, Smith had that third down conversion to lock it in that drive as well, and that was really important, just as important, I thought. Yeah, he made one great play, but the entire second half, the reason why the offense continued to score was that Rashad Penny was running people over. Geno Smith was great in the first half. I don't half. know that Rashad and, Penny was running people over, but he was running around people for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, he there's a couple of stiff arms where people ended up on the ground and he kept running. Um, the second half offense was the Rashad Penny show, um, not the Geno Smith show. The Geno Smith show was the first half when he just was lights out. Um, and then in the I, second half, I have things not got conservative. Seen, 
even a, even a Russell Wilson designed offense runs so efficiently and effectively with with a confidence level that Geno Smith is is operating under, um, where where he's fitting balls into tight windows, he's making the right line calls, right line decisions. He opted into a couple of runs, especially after that play um, clock snafu by the referees on that fourth on the third down. We didn't convert. We came back. We changed the play at the line of scrimmage. I don't know if that was a Shane Waldron thing or Geno Smith. Handed the ball off to Penny. Penny went untouched on a on a run blitz mm-hmm. and all the way to the end zone on on plus forty yards and crazy. I mean, everything's yeah. working right now on, on Seattle's offense. Yeah. I mean, uh the I, I still have I still have concerns um in, with you know Seattle's offense in the second half because uh, this was Rashad Penny kind of taking over the game if he doesn't or you know what I mean like if, if he has um a couple of plays where he doesn't break a tackle and get through the the, the final score ends up different and the result is different um the offense wasn't making the same kind of plays in the second half where they weren't getting the ball you know the, he did have Gino had that one um nice third down conversion to lock it over the middle um you know but other than that the second half it was more Hey, we've got a lead. We're going to hand it off to Penny and let Penny run it. And he and did. I thought that was exactly what they should have done and what they did do. I I mean that was the right way to handle this thing. We were up. Um, we needed to to run the clock. We needed to try to help our defense out by keeping them off the field. We've been talking about this for two or three weeks, Keith. As far as we need to be able to run the ball, and they did. And so I can't I can't take anything away from the offense and Geno Smith in the second half of this game for doing exactly what they should have done and, and then did do. Yeah. See them do it against a good defense. The worst so that's true. Now, now, now granted uh, the, the lions defense, if there's a defense that's on the verge of being as bad as the Seahawks defense, it's the lions defense. I mean, they really mm-hmm. couldn't do anything either. Uh, they were out of position quite frequently on some of those penny runs um maybe a, a, a tighter defense a better defending the run defense may have ha- made a difference in this game it probably would have obviously um but i thought gino in the first half had so much command i was just oh I was in the first half when i was, was watching him in the play. first half he was outstanding and i and um i don't want I, I you can't take anything away from the way he played in the first half his he had such command of the offense he was making the right calls changed plays at the line of scrimmage to get um, the guys open hitting people down the field um, you know his use of the tight end throughout the game is like it's fun because we haven't had um, an offense that featured tight ends since Russell Wilson was drafted and now suddenly all three of these tight ends are getting involved and it's it's fun to see you know um, the offense spreading the ball around getting into a bunch of people and then you have um, DK Metcalf just going off in terms of total yards in this game too so it it was um, it was a lot of fun. It really yeah, was. No, it was. So uh, DK finished with seven uh, receptions for 149 yards. Tyler Lockett, six receptions, 91 yards. Uh, Will Disley, four receptions, 39 yards with a touchdown. Colby Parkinson had a couple of key uh, receptions again. Um, and then um, y- you mentioned the running backs. I mean, Penny, mm-hmm. 151 yards. Geno Smith, 49 yards on seven carries. A couple of those were kind of designed, including the 
touchdown, um, which was a great little uh, read that he made on the defense right there, went in untouched. Uh, Ken Walker was effective, I thought, even though he only averaged 3.6 yards per carry. He had eight carries for 29 yards. Uh, and Deskridge had that one uh, fly sweep for six-yard uh, pickup. I also noticed, too, Keith, and you probably noticed this, too, right at the end of the game, uh, Deskridge kind of went down with a look like a little ankle sprain or something like that after a reception uh, yeah, to it pick was, up the well, first down. He got hit helmet to helmet, and I know that it was the defensive player who was shaken up on that. Mm. But given given Eskridge's extended timeout with a concussion, um, he didn't. He didn't look like he was affected um, in the head. More so, he limped off a little bit. So no, but it does. It it just scares me with him because he um, had that concussion where he was out for like over a month. I was it six weeks or something. And so when when I saw the defender go head to head against him, I was like so worried. Because there's got to be life after football. You can't just keep taking those headshots. And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So let's let's talk about the defense a little bit. So let's talk about the big play, and then let's talk about everything else because it seems like the, there's the big play, Tariq Woolen's interception, and then mm-hmm. there's everything else that's kind of in the same bucket. Um, but but we can talk about a couple different individual performances uh, that I thought were were kind of stand out. Uh, let's start right with Tariq Woolen though. Oh yeah, um, Woolen that, that, actually played well. He it wasn't just one play. Tariq Woolen played well throughout. Um, and it's just hard to continue to say how good he's been, even though the defense as a whole has been terrible. Woolen hasn't been the cause of that. He's actually played pretty well. And, um, on that play, he was in position, saw what was going on, broken the ball. There was no doubt. Um, there was no one who's going to touch him. Um, and I mean, the only one who had a chance to was Goff, and he wanted nothing to do with, uh, (laughs) Uh, Tariq Woolen at that running at that speed, so he made a business decision and run, ran out of out of position and let Woolen go in. Is it just me, or is this kid capable of so much? I mean, oh, yeah. I can just see this this guy having six, seven interceptions a year for the next five, six years, kind of being this Richard Sherman esque kind of player. I mean, he's, oh, he's, he's got that stature, he's, he's got that swagger, mm-hmm. right? He's I mean, starting he's, to cover one on one that best receivers that that can uh, be yep. thrown at him that's what um, happened last week i'm in raw they... brown st brown yeah. was not in this game uh, you know mm-hmm. we need to note that so uh but hats off i want to say this hats off to the detroit 
um, Lions receiving core and tight ends there. Hawkinson had just a tremendous oh, yeah. game against our mostly linebackers and safeties, I have to say, mm-hmm. um, which left a little bit to be desired out there on the field. A little bit? A little, a little bit. bit. And then you take a look at that one play, Keith, where both Josh Reynolds missed the initial tackle on Josh him. Josh Jones. Josh Jones. And then Kobe... Um, Kobe Parker, Park, or Kobe, not, Kobe Barton um, went like he yeah, was going to hit him and knock yeah. him out of bounds and just yes. kind of like he nudged just went him. high, right? Yeah. He just nudged him and and um, yeah, it was inexcusable. Like, no, no thanks. I'm not I'm not going out of bounds and just turned up field and got an extra like 40 yards and it led to a uh, oh, it was crazy a, a touchdown. Um, Barton played genuinely bad in this game. I agree. Of, of all One the, of the worst of, performances I've seen overall. I mean, missed tackles yeah. out of position over uh, pursuit. This was, this was Aaron Curry bad. Wow. I'm sorry. Like that, that you can, um, you can call that a hot take all you want, but this was, this was bad. He was on um, Goff's rushing touchdown. Barton was in the right gap. And decided to go over and hit uh, offensive lineman rather than tackling Goff because Goff literally ran right beside him. It was so. Who else did you did you like in this game as far as the the defensive performances? I liked um, Woolen. I liked what I saw from Boye Mafe. Um, granted, he, you know, he's uh, a guy that's in a position that's. Um, not going to be featured all that much because he's of, of where he's lining up and that kind of stuff. He didn't get after the passer quite as much as, you know, I think everyone would like, but he did his job against the run far better than. Um, yeah, I agree. And know, played the pass, uh, defended the pass two times that, that I noted yeah. where he made mm-hmm. plays close to uh, the line of scrimmage on, yep. on short dump offs and in the flat. He was there. Yeah, he was there. So I liked what I saw from him. And um, Uchina Nuwasu on the other side. Yes, I was hoping um, you'd also mention had, that. Also had a good game. Um, Almost had an interception. Oh, he was God! You got to catch that man! It hit you in the hands. Yeah, and then he had a sack. <laughs> um, I think yeah. Nuwasu had that sack. Correct. He did. Yep. Um, Nuwasu had a they, good game. Yeah, he did. Um, have a good game. had a good game. I I want to see like those two. Those two guys need their percent of snaps go up They're just, i thought ryan neal had a great game in the first half and a so-so game in the second half but you know jared goff and hawkinson and stuff they were just in sync in that second half mm-hmm. um and and there wasn't anybody on our defense that was really slowing them down too much um no. but i thought ryan neal did a pretty decent job yeah he did but he also doesn't wasn't on the field that much um mm-hmm. and you start to wonder what every time you see um josh jones miss a tackle or not be in the right position. And then you see Ryan Neal make a play when they go to the nickel and you're like, why isn't Ryan Neal playing more? Um, and it really makes you wonder like what's going on there because he good things happen when he's in the game. So the Legion commented that the offense was explosive today to say the least good wins, hot good win Hawks. So mm-hmm. thanks for your comment. Yeah, no, yeah. they were, they were, explosive today oh yeah we saw some explosive plays from geno smith and from rashad penny from the running um game today which was something we've been missing for the first three mm-hmm. games also um you gotta we gotta I, I know we already mentioned him once but we need to give credit to uh dk metcalf 
and his continued development as a receiver. It used to be um, the first couple of years in the league, he dropped a few passes. And yeah, he was dynamic and he could get over the top and he was just better than everyone, but he didn't have the greatest hands. And then there was that play um, down the left sideline where Geno Smith, he was on the outside and Geno Smith threw it low and inside where it made it really hard for um, DK to go get the football. And he did, and he made that catch despite the fact that you know, the defender was all over him and, and everything. And and it's like just yeah. sticky hands. Um, I think it was just a phenomenal play. And it just, that was just one of, of many. Um, plus there's, you know, the big, the long catch and all of that. So yeah. um, he just continues to improve and he was already really good to start with. So yeah, been Agreed. very, very happy with him. D- uh, Will Disley had a tremendous touchdown catch. I mean, that oh, ball <clears throat> was placed so well by Geno Smith, uh, just in rhythm. He hit him right in stride, but it was in a place where only Will Disley could make that catch. The defender mm-hmm. was kind of turned around because Will Disley spun him around a little bit, and it was perfect. I was like, wow. That's when yeah. I knew Geno was just on fire because that throw was was That throw was real, great. Real nice. yeah. and, but, and they set it up with... Um, you know, the earlier uh, stuff to the tight ends and so that you had, you had the safety, uh, the f- strong safety there questioning um, whether to come inside or go outside on that. And he ended up jumping inside because Disley sold him that the pass went just on the outside shoulder. You're not beating that. I'm, you're just not. Um, it was all set up well and, and just such good execution. So I was just watching a replay of a goal line um, play where Williams ran the ball in. Actually, it was Jared Goff. Jared Goff on the keeper. Um, mm-hmm. that, That's that the one I was talking had. about earlier. And he ran right next to Cody Barton. Yeah, and Cody Barton just kind of moved inside. I don't even know why. And and yeah. and Jared Goff just ran right next to him, shoulder to shoulder. But Barton just didn't even lay a hand on him. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. So what do you want to focus on, Keith? We got we got a little bit more time. Um, I we've kind of talked about both the offense and defense, the plays that stood out. Um, are you surprised at how much offense we saw? We knew going into this game, Keith, that both defenses were going to be uh, challenged, and I I had kind of mentioned. I said I don't even know if we can keep up with the Lions on on the offense because our defense mm-hmm. is so bad. But I wasn't anticipating the Lions' defense being as bad. I thought that they were going to be definitely questionable, but I didn't. I didn't know if we were going to be able to put together two halves of football um, on on our offense, and we and ended up doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you take a look at that improvement, now you got to take it with a grain of salt, and maybe maybe you don't. It's the Lions. Um, it's it. The Lions have one of the bottom five defenses in the league. Just that's that's not a question. Seattle has one of the bottom five defenses in the league. I think that's also not a question. And that's part of the reason why you saw um, so many points in this game. Uh, but the offenses still have to execute. They've still got to make the plays. They've still got to make the catches. They've got, you know, those things have to happen um, to take advantage of the bad defense. And both teams did um, that. Um, the running game for Seattle, especially running to the right, um, behind uh, Lucas and Disley um, was really, really good, um, especially in the second half. And that's where Seattle's success 
really came was running right behind, um, you know, Abe Lucas at right tackle and Will Disley at tight end. And that's where the big plays came from. That's where the touchdowns came from. So it is interesting um, to me that, that both of those plays were, were Penny scored were he was virtually untouched. Yep. I mean, that's to me is, is a well-schemed play if that's happening. Well, it is. And it's, it's also the right call against the right defense because and both of them, Detroit comes up in run, cover zero, yeah. and they they blitz you know multiple people right up the middle, and Seattle's going around the outside, and all you need is a good seal out there, and there's no inside linebacker coming out, and there's no strong safety coming out, and it, it just you just make it easy. Um, so they blocked it right up front. They got the seal they needed, and and Penny just went around the corner. It wasn't even really a corner, just. <laughs> ran almost um, diagonally to the corner because he didn't even have to get out wide that wide before he cut up field um, and just turned it into a big play, used that speed and power and and um, did Rashad Penny things. It is exciting to see Rashad Penny run like this again. I mean, the last Mm -hmm. time we saw him run like this was against the Arizona Cardinals back in uh, January of of this last year. And uh, to see him do this again just shows, I mean, I granted it's the right call, right place. The blocking was there. He's untouched, but it's just fun. <laughs> Watch a running black take well, okay, advantage it, of these things and and actually two, ex- execute. The two big touchdowns came when it was all of that, but those weren't the only good runs by him. There were ones where he was, you know, getting the ball in the backfield, having a guy you know kind of in his face, having to make that initial cut and then get upfield, like burst through the hole, get to the second level. Uh, he was running hard. He was running well. Um, this was a good game. The thing is, I don't think he's he's played badly up until this point. They just haven't given him enough chances. Um, the defense has been bad enough that I think the coaches felt like they had to throw it a lot in order to try and get them, uh, you know, keep them in the game. Off, you know, as far as score, um, they finally had a chance where they could feature the run, and they did. And he looked fantastic. So against the. Atlanta Falcons, Keith, after that game, we, we came into the studio and we were fairly discouraged. We honestly were looking for answers and looking for ways in which this team could win any game. Um, and we didn't have to wait too long. The Detroit Lions were ready made, uh, on the schedule. We both had them as a win in our, uh, preseason prediction show, but we were playing so poorly heading into this game that this became a game that we just didn't know. And quite frankly, it was a, a loss. It was kind of a, a one of those games where you, it was going to yep. tell which you predicted team a loss this, on Thursday. Yeah, which um, team was going to be uh, going forward from today? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they lose this game, and quite frankly, it could have been a loss the way that we were playing. It one or two punts in this game on Seattle's offense, and that could have been the difference. Give them another opportunity well, or two in this game, and it that that's yeah. the difference. Imagine this game if Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift play. Right? Yeah, but it was their defense, though, that didn't stop Seattle's offense. Yeah, but at the same time, like they, they didn't they, have too many wasted opportunities on their offense, though, really, especially they in had the second a, half. They had a couple punts, they had a, um, you know, couple missed uh, extra points. They had, you know, they, they had, there were some struggles on offense at times. I mean, they moved the ball because Seattle's defense was bad um, and put up points, but, you know, they were kicking field goals at um, early rather than getting touchdowns. And uh, you 
give them their two best playmakers back. And does Seattle keep them under 50? I don't think unlikely. I honestly don't think they do. And uh, so, so, yeah, so does this game then Seattle, Seattle's one, we were mm-hmm. two and two. Um, is, does your perception of this team change at all coming out of this game? As far <laughs> as a team that's able to, to win or stay in games or score points on, on teams. Can they score points on teams? I think they can. I mean, I, I, running game starting to come together you saw a better performance by the interior of seattle's offensive line which gives me hope um rashad penny running over people running by people gives me a lot of hope um you know Gina uh, Smith Gina Smith playing with continue, consistency. continue to be very efficient um not turning the ball over love that um he's you know i'll tell there, you what right now hope. i'll tell you what Geno Smith is playing like a Pro Bowl level quarterback right now, regardless of scheme, regardless of any team I don't agree with that. out there. I don't agree with that. He's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, at least statistically, right now. Yeah, I don't you take agree a look with at that. his touchdowns. You take a look at his rushing. You take a look at the efficiency. You take a look at the third down conversions. You take a look at the uh, completion percentage. He's all top five right now. No, I don't. I I don't agree with that uh, that assessment. You go go look at him next to guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and you're going to see he isn't close. He's executing an offense that's designed around you know uh, little details here, little details there. He's doing well and he's executing well, but he isn't taking a team on his back and and doing great things where it's but just some, on him. But sometimes in the NFL that's all it takes to be a really good quarterback and have a, a good no. team and a good winning record. You're how many Trent Dilfers have won the Super Bowl? He's he's I can think of I can I think of two in my lifetime. He's playing well enough where if he had a good defense, he'd be four and oh. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say, you know, I don't you, agree with you that because they, they weren't they they weren't beating San Francisco. No you take a look at the San Francisco game good. and they looked and, um, awful. If, if we had a decent offense. defense, there, it's Didn't possible matter. that we had more opportunities for our offense to have the ball and score. So it's so possible. More, more three and outs. Got it. Because that's all they did in that game. Um, no. Um, the wins are not a quarterback stat. Wins are a team stat. What is the quarterback? Russell Wilson do? gave you a plus, plus four wins a year just because he's Russell Wilson. Wins are not a quarterback stat. You go, you look at guys and like, yeah, he, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a great, great example. You know, they, they won a lot of games, with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback down in San Francisco. And how many of them was he throwing for 130 yards because the team didn't, they didn't trust him. They just handed the ball off and played good defense. They didn't win because of him. They went in one in spite of him at times. And I'm not saying that Seattle did that today because they certainly didn't. Gina was great about it, but put, Ask him, go elevate the people around you. Go make the people around you better. Go put the team on your back when you're you know, down four with two minutes left and go win a game. What did you text me um, at halftime today about Geno Smith? I don't even remember. So I said, Geno's playing great. I mean, he's, he's just playing outstanding. And you said, yeah, in the first half. Yeah, because uh, there was a, you know, we they were seven second half quarters 
into the season and they'd scored three points. Okay, and then they scored. They did get um, a Rashad Penny touchdown there at the end, but of that, of that, but they were. That's what through seven, almost seven quarters, six and six point eight second half quarters, they had scored three second half points. That's not going to cut it. No, I agree and, with you, and and, and they, that's why I'm so happy about today is because mm-hmm. I do believe you know young teams tend to turn corners in seasons and you never know exactly when that's going to happen and yeah detroit's a poor team defensively but sometimes just that little the running game got going we called the right calls at the right time those sorts of things build confidence in teams and gino's already really confident you can just see it the way that he plays and i don't know that necessarily even better defenses can slow him down per se I think he's got opportunities there to kind of carry this over into more not, challenging did, defenses. Did you not watch the second if he half? Can, he of, can have a clean pocket. Two, he needs a clean of pocket. Two game, uh, of two games in the entire San Francisco game coming into this one? You're like, yeah, I did. Can't, teams can't slow him down. Well, you know what? They've stopped him completely yeah, in four I out of six quarters before What this I'm game. saying is that as they've gone forward, he's progressively gotten better. And now shown some consistency into a second half and i just like to see that continue i think that the opportunity is there i'm just saying that i'm noticing a something's clicking uh not only for geno smith but for the for the offense yeah um, do it against the defense it. that isn't awful yeah i want to see him do it against the saints that's the next yeah. game let's let's go let's go see what we can do there um anything else we can just get out of here I you think know, this is a good win. game. It's a good recap. I'm kind of glad win, we we got on. The, we did. But it's we did Detroit. It live too. It's a great win. Fun game. Awesome. But just it's Detroit. Don't let recency bias, um, you know, get you out over your skis as far as like, oh, this team's going to the playoffs now. No, um, I don't feel I, that necessarily. In my, in my in the prediction show, I had them right where they are right now, two and two. I had um, them at one and three. So so yeah. Yep. I had them at two and two, and then they, I had them ending the season with five wins, despite starting two and two. So let's it, the road gets significantly harder. These last two games are against two of the worst teams in the NFL. The defense still looked awful, and they went one and one in those games. I will have to say that I am concerned about the defense. Should be if our offense had had any sputters, if we had punted even once, yeah. That, that may have been the tipping point because mm-hmm. the defense played so poorly. I think we allowed over 450 yards of offense as well, at least. To Could Jared Goff. A little, bit, a little bit more. Right. To Jared, Jared Goff, Goff. Without, to Jared Goff without his two best weapons. Yeah, he still looked good. I mean, I really, I kind of dug the way that he fought. Uh, you know, we've, we've, and, and admittedly, I mean, we've been on this show for over six years. <laughs> you and I have been uh, not charitable to Jared Goff, <laughs> well, to put it mildly, and how I just, many games have we I, seen I, him play when he was um, with the Rams? Well, We've seen and you can be awful for a long time. Well, and I did want to say, I just, I, I appreciate the fight. I do, yeah. and the, you know, I just do. that's a that's a but, Dan Campbell thing. I, but I, their coach staff true. is doing a great, doing a but, job. But it came against my own team, who's one of the worst defenses in the in the NFL. Yeah, so. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, average at best quarterback without his two best weapons, 
put up all those points on Seattle. So um, there's there is serious reasons for concern on this. this Where's your biggest concern? Um, up front. They still weren't able to really stop the run effectively. I think. No, in I the mean, they did, they in did, fact, they did I, I have to hand it to to Dan Campbell and, and the Detroit Lions. They came out at halftime down pretty pretty decent amount. And um, what were they down? Twenty four to fifteen. Mm-hmm. They, 20, they were down twenty four to, to fifteen, and they came out and ran the ball. Yeah, they weren't afraid to run the ball. Wouldn't weren't afraid of that at all. Um, weren't afraid of Seattle's defense stopping them running the ball as they shouldn't have been. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, that's a, a lot of points given up to a, uh, an average at best quarterback without his two best weapons. Um, yeah. but Detroit is, is an emerging offense in, in the NFL. I will say that they, they are, they do, especially with the Munson Brown and, and so forth and Swift, yeah. they, they are, they're going to be a, a, a fun team to watch going forward. Their defense is, is not good. Um, okay. So up next, we do our midweek show. I want everyone to uh, that's that's watching to come back and um, and check us out for that show. We usually cover some interesting things, a couple of different players we want to highlight. Um, we talk about some of the things we saw that we liked, some of the things that we saw that weren't so great, um, and and what we can kind of carry over into our next contest. Uh, we'll be on a third time this week where we'll preview. The next game, I believe, without having the schedule in front of me, I thought it was the Saints. I'm pretty sure it is, um, and um, and so that'll be towards the end of the week. So we appreciate everyone coming on and, and checking us out and uh, watching the show. Our recap of the uh, Seahawks win against the Detroit Lions on the road, 48 to 45. And uh, until next time, follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can check me out at NW Seahawks. The show is at Hawks Playbook. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. We've got our own YouTube channel. And uh, you want to make sure you can hit that subscribe button and share it with your friends and family. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.